So there is a paradoxical truth to the old saying, habits are hard to break. But the question is, what habits should be broken and why? Today, we're going to do what's necessary to tap into an actual superhuman power that already exists within you to begin manifesting what others said was impossible in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, welcome back. Glad you could join us. Stephen Kenyon, kineticbelief.com is the website. Happy birthday to you, Miss Megan. <laughs> yes. How are you today? Happy, happy, joy, joy. How old are you? Well, oh. you know, I've been thinking about that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I've been considering, I think I might start telling people I'm older than I am because then, you know, you don't want to look like a really bad version of a young person. I think people lie about their age in the wrong direction. You know, say you're older than you are, and then people go, oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's you look so amazing. true, but you know what's funny what's is your secret? you don't even know your age. Every year, you you always ask me, <laughs> how old am I? <laughs> Which you I know, think is hilarious. I don't know why that it that's happened when I um, turned 30. And ever since I turned 30, it all just, it's a blur. I think my entire 30s are going to be a blur. I'll start counting again when I'm 40. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, if you would like to send Megan a birthday greeting, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. <laughs> yes. Would get it to her. Please yeah. do. I'd love they to don't see e- And honestly, yeah. they don't even have to be nice. Like, just any any old attention is, is oh, fine. I'll send her a nice one. <laughs> I'm excited about today's podcast. Are bad habits really bad? I love this. Yeah. I love this. I'm, I'm excited to see if any, any bad habits that I've been beating myself up over, I can Oh, that's fine. What is bad? What is is a bad habit? I don't know. Hmm. I like this. Let's think on this. Anytime Ah. that you take a normal thing that we typically say, like bad habits and getting rid of bad habits, breaking bad habits, and then you flip it and you give us a new perspective. I always love that. Well, what the world does is it tells you to break those bad habits, but it doesn't tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) Because I said so. Because I said so. (laughs) Well, there is a real reason that's going to strengthen you and uh, empower you to begin attracting your best life if you know exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I love about this podcast is that I'm able to speak to thousands of unique individual geniuses. Now, they may not be living out their unique genius yet. They could be imitating someone else, but they are uniquely diverse. They do have genius within them. Every single person listening is and has a genius on the inside of them. There is an invincible power. There is a superpower within every single human being, which is simply the superior creative power of the universe. And it's mixed within the natural ability to believe creative substance and to speak words and uh, that contain quantum creative substance. That's who our audience is. You know, and I have to agree with you that that's, that's probably my favorite thing about the podcast as well is the listeners. I just love them. Well, Aren't yeah. they great? Well, and these are all people that are changing their lives. And, you know, they've yes. rolled up their sleeves and we, we meet them at the Mastering the Universe workshop. And they're unique. They're all different. And they all come in going, you know what? I believe that I can 
create and attract my best life. I believe that. And that does make you uniquely different than the average common person that's just like, you know, they're going through life, taking it as it comes, and actually being victimized by circumstances. And it is amazing. It's always amazing to me how, what a strong bond it is when you simply meet another person that just wants more out of life. And if you both want more out of life, it, it really does bind you to that person in a, in a really cool way. I, I just love the whole community of kinetic believers. Well, it's a community of people that are, uh, when we come together, here's the thing, is it's a group of people that are equally championing, edifying, uh, building up, celebrating each other. Mm-hmm. And you just, and that's, that is what unconditional love is. Yes. Yes. Because they've first fallen in love with their own ability and artistic, creative uh, abilities, Mm -hmm. but then just celebrating the diversity of the group. And therein is the strength of community. I didn't know that in my life until until the kinetic belief community really came together in that way so many years ago. It's very powerful. It's really beautiful. Okay, so what we're talking about is the bad habits. And what is bad? What does it even mean to break those? And (laughs) if you do have any, why should you? Why should you get rid of habits, the habitual way of thinking, habitual way of doing things? Well, again, recognize that you have a creative power. It's innate to you. And it is the creative power of the universe that you were created with. Every human being has that which is magical. It's marvelous. Think about it, how amazing it is. So when I, when I look out at a large audience, a, a large number of people, I don't just see a mass of humanity. I see individuals, yeah. individual creative creators, created in the image of the creator, God, if you will. And so within that ability of every single person is the uh, ability to create and to speak, like I said, and to imagine things and, and bring them into being. That's powerful. It is. I love I love that description you just gave us of looking at a large group of people and, and making sure you're not seeing a big glom of humanity, but that you're seeing the power of the individual. I love that. And that's what we can see. That's mm. what we perceive with our sight. Yeah. We look at other people and we can see with our senses in the natural a creative creator, a powerful uh, uh, spectrum of energy that is vesseled so that we it's tangible. We can see this this uh, vortex of energy that is represented by the vessel that we put our eyes on. But now watch this. The exact same identical power that we see in people, human beings, is also in the things you want. What it's also in the things you desire. Anybody that knows how to use the power of kinetic belief is continually moving themselves toward what they're bringing to them. In quantum physics, there is an attraction of particle energy. The energy that you're putting out in thought form is identical to what you're attracting. Oh, wow. And so the exact same identical power energy that is in your thought form your desire is also in the thing that you want not and not to sound not to sound like i'm asking a a lazy question (laughs) but but it does what you're describing it does make it sound like 
it takes a little bit of the pressure off and makes your pursuit a little more harmonious than just you out here all by your lonesome uh, trying to attract something. I wish I had a bell I could ring. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. That's right. <laughs> Anybody that knows how to use the power of kinetic belief is now beginning to understand what you just said, that you're moving in peace and harmony toward the thing that has the same power that you're bringing towards you. Mm-hmm. The problem with most people is that when it comes to working hard, to try to be successful in the natural world, they become distracted by the thing that they're attracting by what I call the appeal of the apple. In other words, for example, someone determines they know exactly what it is that they want, what they want to attract, what they want out of life, and then they're just going along just fine for a while. All is uh, zippity-doo-dah and everything is just grand. And then something a little bit shinier, the proverbial grass is greener on the other side kind of allure shows up. And so the original desire that was within them initially has now been, it's being replaced with a newly fabricated one. Now that's not to say that we shouldn't be course correcting as we journey through life, attracting our desires. No, what I'm talking about is a complete change of course because of something that you saw that then takes the place of your original desire. And it's going to be based upon a desire that's fabricated. It's constructed because it didn't come from the original genius within. In other words, a desire that's not based within a function of your purpose. Mm, I love that. I love that idea. And, and, you know, you know, as everybody knows, I'm so visual. And as you're describing that, that idea of, of going after a, a destination, you know, you tell us the ship analogy, use a ship analogy, sailing analogies for all the time. And I just saw a ship, it, it was going, you know, toward one country and then halfway there it changed its mind and then it zips across to a different country. And if you never get, you'll never get to a destination. You just see this, I just saw a ship out in the ocean, just like sort of darting around, never reaching land, never have reaching any destination. That's Changing true. course. Yeah. You know, and, and as you're saying that, I'm catching a visual of a <laughs> of a puppy that goes chasing a, a, a bunny rabbit across <laughs> yes. a field. And he's bunny, 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 bunny. And then there goes another one. Oh, turn, bunny, bunny, bunny. There's another one. Oh, and I have bunny. to say, you just keep whatever, have, whatever you see last, you chase after. I have to say that's very relatable. I have absolutely had those seasons in my life where I was a butterfly chaser and I could never seem to, you know, sink my teeth into something that I was truly passionate about to to get to that point. The reason this happens, and it happens to most people, is because we are receiving our validation from the thoughts and opinions and ideas of other Mm -hmm. people. What should I be doing, Dad? What should I be doing, Mr. Teacher? What should I do with my life, uh, um, career counselor? And instead of looking within to find those answers. But it, it comes from fears that what somebody else is doing is going to be more satisfying than your purpose. Well, look how much fun they're having. Why, why isn't that me? I, sh- I should be living your life. I need to be working at your company. I need to have your wife or your husband. I want your dog. I want your car. I want your kids. I want your life. All of that stuff. Confu- confusion like that distorts truth. It distorts your peace and your yes. inner harmonious place. Right. It distorts the, the vortex that you should be getting in that is in agreement with your purpose for living. And you're so right. That is the reason that it's so vitally important to your success that you're, that you're being aware of, of not caring what other people think and not wanting a thing just because someone else 
wants it or has it. And it's it can be tough to see through those things sometimes. Very tough because you're immersed in it. Yeah. You grow up in it. You're fashioned in that way and you train in it. You know, you're training the senses, greed, coveting, the fear of missing out through the spirit of competition, all of that. What it does is it comes in and it, it changes your course. Mm-hmm. It changes your journey for the life located within within yourself for the original purpose of your genius. It changes all of that and it morphs it into something it was never meant to be. So in quantum physics, we know that the substance of your desires is located within the same identical energy or the intelligence, if you will, of the thing that you're desiring to attract to manifest into your life. You know, we talk all the time about your desires, the energy, the quantum substance of your thoughts, of the quantum substance of your desires, which is a real substance. It's a very real quantum particle. We talk about that all the time, but I want people to understand that what you're attracting is made up of the exact same identical energy or the intelligence, if you will, of the thing that you're desiring to attract to manifest into your life. It's being impelled toward you you're impelling the thing toward you, the very thing that you're hoping for, that you're moving toward. So one thing that we know from quantum physics is that the substance of your desire is identical to that energy. And it's located within the source, the universal substance that's being compelled toward you just as strongly and just as decidedly as the kinetic energy of your desire that's compelling you toward the thing that you're hoping for. So why is all this important? The meditative practitioner of the power of kinetic belief, those that have consecrated themselves for kinetic belief, are essentially anointed within the practical expression of their faith. And they develop the ability to hold their desires, their thoughtful imaginations, with the belief that, you know what, all is well. Everything is harmonious. All is well. Circumstances will continue to change until it perfectly represents your kinetic belief. If you hold that thought form and that expression, understand that the thing that you're drawing, the thing that you're attracting, if it's in harmony with the original desire, if you get out of harmony with that, because all of a sudden you allow fear to come in, the fear of not having, the fear of that's coveting something somebody else has, then you are breaking the energetic attraction from the thing that is harmonious with the energy that you've initiated and you stop the attraction. What's happening? You're not going to manifest the thing that you're desiring. And so circumstances uh, will, will not represent your kinetic belief. You're double-minded in essence. You are Uh, thinking one thing and then thinking another, being led around by your emotions. But now this is key, and I cannot overstate this creative fact. Anxiety, fear that something's going wrong, all of that is just an attitude that stops the source of your kinetic belief from attracting your desires. And that's why the attitude of gratitude is required to manifest. And you hear all the time about how important being grateful is and having gratitude 
It's vital. This is so vitally important. It's impactful. Uh, it's powerful. It's a quick belief check, if you will, to determine if you know you're still within the correct creative mindset that's re- mindset that's required to manifest. So I'm wondering also if this is going to affect the way that we meditate on the imagination of the thing that we're attracting, because a lot of times I think you meditate on the final destination. So let's just say you're, you know, for simplicity's sake here, you're manifesting a million dollars. So you're imagining the the million dollars, but then this makes me wonder, This what you're telling us today makes me wonder if you should also be imagining that million dollars being drawn toward you and you manifesting it. And so I guess I've always imagined the, um, you know, really the activity of the manifestation being on your own side, on your person, in, in your person. But this kind of changes, I guess, just how that imagination is functioning and working. And and I feel like that always happens when you explain the science behind any of these manifestations because it really does give you a deeper understanding, which which in turn also gives you a deeper uh, imagining. Because you've asked the question and posed it that way, I believe that there's uh, many in our audience now that are ready for the next level. And here it is. If you've been practicing imagining, and to your cite your example, a million dollars, if you've been practicing imagining that million dollars coming toward you, you are imagining it incorrectly. Because if you are seeing it coming toward you, rather than imagining it as though you already have it, then there would be traces of negative source energy within that imagination. Fear that you're fearful that the manifestation that's moving toward you might stop. And there are roadblocks that could get in the way and interfere with the actual manifestation of that, as long as you're imagining seeing it coming toward you rather than already having it and possessing it. Mm. So your imagination needs to be tweaked, and it needs to be tweaked in the manner that you already have it. You're imagining that you already have it. And what holistically does your life look like now that you already have the million dollars? Stop seeing it coming towards you. Stop thinking about how you're going to get it, where it's going to come from. One way to understand how this works is through something called quantum entanglement. In quantum physics, there's a strange phenomenon that occurs when a particle creating form is observed. First, just the power of observation changes the quantum substance of belief. That is the observable power of belief. In other words, what you believe actually begins moving creative substance to form in congruity with your belief. So, for example, a matching particle somewhere else, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in close proximity, what it's doing is it's mimicking, and it does exactly the same thing as a particle which is changed through observation, which is really cool and strange all at the same time. And so that's the quantum entanglement. That's the energy that whatever the thing is you're imagining to receive has that is identical to yours. Quantum entanglement. What does all this mean? It just simply means that science is beginning to understand how faith works. There is a substance. There is a quantum physical substance to belief, to your desires. And something else that I want to bring out that's powerfully important to understand is don't confuse excitement that comes from wanting the prize with that of hurrying to manifest your desire. Because anytime you find yourself in a hurry to manifest anything, it's rooted in fear. And when you're not fearful, it's because you have plenty of time. Mm, I love that. So 
You have plenty of time when you decide in your own authority and dominion to trust in your own ability, your own purpose, your own wisdom of genius. Because it's when you act in perfect faith of your own perceptions of truth that you're going to have plenty of time. You're not going to have to worry because your truth is just that, and it doesn't change uh, the facts of anything. But you can only find peace within when you no longer manage your life as though you're preparing to be judged by the expectations of others. You're not getting ready for the game show. You're not going on a talent show. Don't live your life as though you, you have to look cool. I got news for you. The coolest look is the real you. <laughs> yes. So, so true. Within the vortex, which is the identity of your purpose, when you look within to locate your creative genius, then you will never be too late or too early and nothing will go wrong. How can something go wrong if you cannot be too late or too early? Now, to develop this attitude, um, you have to reprogram your thinking to the extent that you no longer see anything as being right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It just is. Nothing is right. Nothing is wrong. It just is. And the only thing that is right is located within the power of unconditional love for yourself and all others. Now, what I just said is not correct for the person that's not unconditionally loved themselves. No, then you're in a quagmire of rights and wrongs. Everything's screwed up. <laughs> but it's, if you learn to unconditionally love yourself and all others, what does that mean? An uncondition, Unconditional means that nothing can be wrong, doesn't it? Right. So if nothing can be wrong, then everything is right. So it sounds like this is where the uh, are bad habits really bad question is being answered. Ah, there we go. There it now is. Now we're getting into what is a bad habit. If things appear to be going wrong in your life, you cannot allow yourself to become frantic, disturbed in your thoughts, and realize the illusion of something you've determined to be wrong is only that. It's just an illusion. It's just an appearance. If you're unconditionally loving yourself. If you realize that, and these are the habits that I'm talking about, it's a habitual way of thinking that things can be wrong, that makes it bad. Mm -hmm. That must be broken and replaced with the idea that there is nothing wrong in unconditional love. And so I'm habitually changing my thoughts, changing the habitual way of thinking that there's bad, there's good, there's late, there's there's on time, there's early, there's um, things to fear and things not to fear. All of that, it's an illusion, and it's just an illusion, it's just an appearance of things. The purposeful kinetic believer who's developed the confidence in their ability to use the power and the source of creation has developed the attitude that, you know what, nothing can go wrong in this world except for myself, my own attitude. And the only thing that could be wrong with myself is my attitude. So whenever you find yourself getting overly excited in the manner of being worried, sit down, meditate about it, turn it into some kind of a game or just simply do the opposite and take a vacation, take a staycation, like you said the other day. Yes. Go somewhere to be quiet. Just get away from the noise of all of it and get away from the noise in your own head. Because I'll tell you this, everything will be all right when you return, if you do that. Gosh, you know, I, I, everything that you just said, it's so beautiful and, and it, it, it just makes me think it's, it feels so good to finally let yourself off the hook, off every hook. 
you know, let yourself off the hook of guilt and Mm. shame or the feeling that you're inadequate or not enough. All of these negative things, telling yourself that you even have bad habits, just let's just stop. You know, let's just call the whole thing off, let ourselves off the hook so that we can heal and grow and experience this beautiful life that you're teaching us how to manifest. I just, I love that. And it, there's nothing feels better than in your own mind and your own heart. Again, letting yourself off that hook. It's everything. What happens when you leave the phone off the hook? (laughs) <laughs> no one can reach you. No one can put uh, any kind of expectation for, uh, on you. You millennials out there, that's a landline. <laughs> it used to be a hook for your cell phone. <laughs> you're like, excuse me, sir. No, but you know, seriously, <laughs> kinetic believers understand what you're talking about, and they yes. are that they are instantly cut from their connection yeah. with the universal substance of things. Anytime that they are on the hook. Anytime they allow themselves to be on a hook or anytime they hurry or worry, they're cut from the thing that they were hoping for. That is so true. And awareness is everything. Being aware that this, that you're even, that this is even possible in your life is everything. Because in my experience, all of those little things of guilt, shame, whatever, bad habits, you're, you did this, you didn't do this. It's all very subtle. It all it, it manifests into your life through people, through expressions, through tones, through all these different circumstances, and it's very subtle. And it's kind of like when you buy a red car, and then all you can see are red cars. It's like that awareness of or policemen. Or poli- you become a policeman. Everyone's <laughs> no, a, no. <laughs> heard the, usually the red cars are the ones that get pulled over. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, I just remember like buying a car one time and then that was like that exact car was all I could see on the road. But it's that awareness of, of not allowing people to put you on the hook or to do it yourself that it, you just start to see it. It's like magic eye. So important because there, look, there is no power of enlightenment. Uh, no power in wisdom, no wisdom to be gained until you are relaxed, breathing deeply and mm-hmm. fearlessly calm. And so uh, we'll see them. People come running into the Mastering the Universe workshop and they are uh, some of them not in a panic, but they're in a hurry. They're in a hurry. <laughs> I've I got some things I need to manifest right now. Well, why? Because I got to fix them. I've got to get this. What? How do I do it? Right. Where, what What do I do? It's like, well, we start <laughs> when, in 15 minutes. But... <laughs> okay. No, hold on. Right. Slow down. Relax. Breathe deeply. All is well. Kinetic believers understand that they are instantly cut from their connection with the universal substance of things hope for any time that they're hurrying and worrying. There is no power or enlightenment that can be gained if you are not just calm. So everybody has, look, you've got a powerful mind. Every single person listening right now, there's force in your mind, creative ability in your thoughts. When it's balanced and in harmony with your purpose of being. However, when you allow it to be inundated with thoughts of fear, when you allow yourself to be on the proverbial hook, whatever that is, or any sense of loss or destruction, the the agitated mind it becomes weakened. The virtue of your creative power is weakened. Think about it. Why worry or hurry for anything? The world advanced just fine before you ever came into it, and it's going to go along just quite okay, uh, just like it's supposed to after you're gone. So don't waste your turn while you're here, the short amount of time you're here, by fearing 
what you see and miss out on living uh, your best life, that you're going to fear what that somebody else is going to have a better time of it than you. No, one that the person that's prosperous, healthy, strong, and full of joy and peace and happiness is not wasting their turn by hurrying or worrying because that's exactly what you're doing. You cannot live your best life. You will not attract anything into your life on purpose. If you are fearful, if you are hurrying, if you're worrying, if you're coveting, if you are wanting what you see other people have, remain calm, poised, and cheerful. Have faith in the wisdom of your Creator. You were created, and it, it wasn't by you. Um, I want to ask you, when when we're in a position of something showing up in our lives, let's just say, let's break it down to something fairly straightforward. Let's say a bill comes and you can't pay it and you've been working to manifest wealth and you're working on that. But, but there are certain things that, you know, in our lives, they trigger almost a frenzy. And so maybe you've been doing good. You've been journaling and manifesting and meditating and imagining and you're doing great. But then the thing, the physical thing will show up or the bad doctor's report shows up and it grips you. And it's almost like fear tries to lay hold on you. And I always find that those are the most difficult moments to maintain your sense of what you're telling us, that peace and that centeredness and that mindfulness. So I want to, I want to understand how in those moments, what can we do to make sure that we are not giving into the, into the fear that's right in our face? Because those are the hardest Yeah, moments. those are examples of misplacing your, and your valuation system has been misplaced for life. In other words, you're looking out to find value instead of within. The most priceless thing in the world that belongs completely to you is you. No one can take that. It's worth far more than any bill, any demand, any presupposed uh, uh, proposition, anything. It has nothing to do with what's in a bank account. It has nothing to do with anybody, any place, or anything. And everything to do with the genius of who you are and who you're supposed to be. So you just come into harmony and agreement with your creative purpose for your existence. And those things that you just brought up are just flags that you need to check yourself. And you need to go off somewhere, be quiet, meditate on the value of who you are and that creative genius. Because at any time, any time you should look within to find that value. I'm telling you, and you get into a place of creating a highest viewpoint for your thought forms, and you begin believing to have already manifested whatever you desire, whatever you can think of, you become explosive on the scene to rearrange the circumstances of your life. Wow, I really love that, that you're fixing those situations before they even show up by correcting that valuation system. And that's, you know, I love that you always take us back to really the root issue, because if you're trying to deal with the fruit, which is the fear in the moment, then that's never going to get fixed. It's, those, it's the root that's issue. That's it. And those fears you're talking about, they're bringing us all the way back to those habits. Mm -hmm. Because as you begin your journey here as a kinetic believer, one of the most difficult things and challenges that most people have is the challenge to overcome that old habitual way of doing things. The way that you used to think about things and replace all of that with the new thought forms and new physical habits. Look, the natural world, the physical world around you, society, commerce, all of that is ruled by habit. Habit rules the world. Kings, plutocrats, tyrants, rulers, masters, all of them, they keep their power solely because the people have come to habitually accept them. 
Let me think about it. True. Things are as they are worldwide because spiritual beings in the natural state form habits of accepting things the way that they are. Generation after generation until somebody stands up and goes, no, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on just a minute. Why does it have to be like this? Why do we have to imagine to believe, to receive the things that we're receiving? And so things change. Things morph. And holistically, the world is advancing toward perfected completion by the changing expectations and habits of its citizens. So the power of kinetic belief is that when you change your habitual expectations regarding your life, regarding your experiences, including the social expectations of those around you, everything changes. The way you habitually think rules your life. I love how you described that, that the the habits that everyone has worldwide, they've created the regimes and even the countries and the leadership. And, you know, we all need our own little personal revolution. (laughs) Sure, your own personal revolution would be changing your habits and changing the way you think. Another challenge is this. As people look around to observe the life around them, they're actually measuring the average state of things, the average way things appear. So the spiritual person having a natural experience, measuring life by the senses, by what they see and hear looking around, measuring what they're experiencing, will eventually think of themselves as a common person because they are averaging what they see. And anytime you average something and you meditate on that, then you uh, inflect what you're seeing as being common or average. Avoid that perspective and you'll begin to meditate. You have to meditate to avoid it. So what would you say is the alternate perspective to that? How are we... Uh, you know, processing what we're seeing in society so that it's not reflecting negatively on our own self-perception. Sure. The alternate to that is to look within, journal your highest viewpoints of your genius and create those thought forms. That has to be your perspective. If you don't do that, your perspective will be that of being common because you're averaging your life around you by meditating to see it, by creating thought forms. You are observing And measuring what you see, again, that just creates the idea that you're common. To get away from that, to change that, look within, locate your purpose for for living and being. What makes you different? Because that's going to develop your highest viewpoint for thought forms. As you imagine yourself as you desire to be, and the greater habits will then begin to become you. And that's what the purposeful kinetic believer is doing. They're creating new habits to replace those old ones. Why? So that your thought forms, your imaginations, your desires will become you. The energy that you're putting out is attracting the thing with the same energy toward you. And as you do this, you're you're replacing those old habits. But this takes a discipline and it takes a spiritual perspective that's constructed from looking within to construct The blueprint for your life, that's your journal. So the spiritual person having a natural experience without regard to what makes them spiritually different and and uniquely different and from everybody else will eventually think of themselves as just a common person. And so your life is going to be average. Well, what does an average life look like? That means you take two steps forward and one back. You are living this round robin circular existence of life. You have keeps having the same conversations with the same people in the same place about the same stuff. 
You keep having the same thing over and over again all your life. That's common and that's average. Look, there are no common people, only average. Journal your highest viewpoint for thought forms as you imagine yourself to be, and the greater habits will begin to become you. They'll take over those old habits, but this takes that discipline by breaking those old habits of observation to use your imagination for your lens for life. A perspective that's constructed from the blueprint for your life is going to provide you the thought forms for your manifesting journal, and it will always be the habitual thought that determines your destiny. The only thing you should ever give up is caring about what other people think. Mm, yes. That Powerful. is the worst habit that has ever been formed within human beings. No person was ever supposed to lord over you. Did you know that? And the thing is that most people that have been elevated to that of lordship, they don't even know it. It's just that they're surrounded by people that chose to... Uh, uh, put them in the position of lording over them. Your desire to be approved of is the single most powerful thing that will prevent you from being able to kinetically believe to attract and manifest anything into your life. And it is not until you fall in love with yourself and with who you are that you'll come out from under the life-forming influence of the ideas of others. Look, you were beautifully made and there's no such thing as a spiritual birth defect. Go back to your original aspirations. Dare to begin dreaming again. And I'm not talking about just wishful thinking, but dreaming to form the desires of your imaginations. And begin again right now, today, right now, by unbecoming every influence that has ever had a part in leading you away from the purpose, the original destiny of your life. It's never too late, by the way. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. It, it's never too late to begin living your best life. So give yourself permission to become an empowered kinetic believer and start manifesting whatever you can think or imagine right now and do it today. The person you become when you get older, I'm telling you, is going to thank you for it. And the only discipline that this is going to require is going to be that of you maintaining your thought forms in your journal. Going back to your logbook, if you will, for life, for living. Discipline yourself to maintain that vision of you having already manifested your best life. Being grateful for it. Disciplined in that. A discipline that comes from pushing yourself to do something you'd rather not do, but just because you want to achieve something, the way that coaches do it, the way that the world uh, encourages and coaches you to become uh, uh, driven to su succeed uh, by working two jobs to have more money, all of that, whatever you're pushing yourself by the sweat of the brow to accomplish in a competitive world, that is temporal. That is a temporal um, discipline, which means if it's temporal, it means it's temporary. It is not lasting. It does not become you. You're just trying to become it. You have to reverse that. It's a different lens for living life. It's the spiritual way of becoming originally who you were meant to be, unbecoming all influences, both good and bad. Again, remember, we're now in a world that there is, there's no good and bad. It just is when you're unconditionally loving yourself and all others. So from that platform of unconditionally loving yourself, the discipline is, is to continue to imagine your life as you want it to be. The energy you're putting out by doing that is going to attract the same thing in quantum entanglement that has the identical energy to your desire. 
it will manifest as long as you're not double-minded, as long as you don't ever confer or counsel with anybody about your purpose again, it's going to show up in your life. Just say this. This is Let's say some highest viewpoint affirmations right now. Yeah. Say this. All experiences are guideposts. All experiences are guideposts. For my best life. For my best life. I cast down fears. I cast down fears. As I do. As I do. I'm strengthened and empowered. I am strengthened and empowered. I don't dwell on what I used to fear. I don't dwell on what I used to fear. So I don't hurry or worry. So I don't hurry or worry. I practice the feeling of being fearless. I practice that feeling of being fearless. Not once. Not once. But every day. But every day. My comfort zone. My comfort zone. Is my boldness. Is my boldness. To be brave. To be brave. And to be me. And to be me. All my habits. All my habits. Are now chosen by me. Are now chosen by me. And they are fearless. And they are fearless. And they're centered within my purpose of genius. And they're centered within my purpose of genius. I accept and uncomfortable. Unconditionally love myself. I accept and unconditionally love myself. I accept and unconditionally love my creator. I accept and unconditionally love my creator. I accept and unconditionally love all others as they are. I accept and unconditionally love all others as they are. Oh my goodness. Oh man. It's marvelous. It's marvelous. To be alive. To be alive. <laughs> that was a little bit of a tongue twister for me there, there at the end. We did good though. <laughs> well, that's, that's my birthday gift to you. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you. I think the, probably the biggest birthday gift is that uh, what I was labeling as bad habits, I don't have to do that anymore. So happy birthday to me. <laughs> I'm off the hook uh, like everyone else. Look, if you'd like to comment on today's podcast, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Get yes. an email to us. Say happy birthday to Miss Meg when you do. Also, the 100-Day <laughs> Kinetic Belief Manifesting Guided Journal is available on the website. And you can pick one of those up while you're there perusing around. Yeah, and you know what? You can get the hard copy of the Guided Manifestation Journal that Stephen has written and created but you can also get the digital version, which is very cool because it's not just something that you download and print off. You can absolutely use it that way if you'd like to, but um, the way that I like to use it is I download it and then I just pop it into my iPad or even my iPhone and you can actually just use the the guided journal on digitally, which I just think is so cool because then you can reuse it for different topics mm. or you know however you want to do it. So that's a cool option too. It's really fun. Sweet. And yeah. we are on the move again. The holidays yes. are over. We've <laughs> kind of camped out and hung out close to the coast through the winter months, but now we are, let's see, we're going to be in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia on March the 14th, I believe it is. Yes. And uh, so you can check out the events uh, yep. page while you're there for that. And yeah. then we're off to Dallas, Texas. Texas. Dallas, Texas. Yeah, I was born in Dallas, Texas. What? Yeah, I was born there. And that's then, why you're so uh, tall. Uh, yeah, that's that, everything's yeah. bigger in Texas. That's it. <laughs> and I got a lot of cattle. Okay. <laughs> and uh, also, we're going to be in Austin, Texas. And Austin, I think Houston. Houston, San Antonio, and, and then on from there. Um, it's not confirmed yet, but keep checking the website because we're definitely heading to Phoenix and then mm-hmm. up the California coast as well. So keep checking back and, and make sure you give us your email address when you hit up the website kineticbelief.com. You will get a free manifestation roadmap when you provide your email address. And also you just get to stay updated once a week with a video from Steven every single Wednesday. Hashtag Wednesday wisdom is what we call it. <laughs> That's, I like that. <laughs> I do too. Also, if you happen to catch it in one of the events uh, calendars in your city, it is the Mastering the Universe workshop. Yeah. Power Fun. of Kinetic Belief workshop. Not to mention, it's just a great way to spend one evening on the weekend. 
And if you see something on your local community events calendar called Mastering the Universe, Power of Kinetic Belief, that's us. <laughs> Make sure you grab a, a ticket for yourself and someone else that you care a lot about because you're going to get changed and you don't need to go back home and then wondering who you are. <laughs> I like Something it. powerful is going to take place in your life. There is an anointing of the power of kinetic belief that's going to get all over you at one of the Mastering the Universe workshops. I like that. You're going to get changed. You're going to get changed. I like it. I like it. Oh, yeah. and when you're looking at the events, we also, not at every event, but at a few of them, we have meet and greet receptions that are available as well after the event, which is always just another bonus. It's just more fun. More fun with like-minded kinetic believers. Mm. Well, let's go celebrate your birthday, man. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay, and we'll see everybody back here again on Monday. Yeah, see you then. Thanks as usual for all the wisdom. Bye.